where we pit your favorite fictional characters up against each other in a one-on-one -on -one death battle to see who will come out the victor. We've been gone for a little bit, and for our introductory or return podcast, we'd like to go ahead and do something a little more short form as compared to our normal episodes. And in this episode, we're going to do a sort of a lightning round where we're going to go over a couple of different fights that we believe can be handled in more short form instead of a full breakdown or analysis and try to give a quick answer to things that I've heard people either ask me directly or different fights that we've heard of over the course of just looking around the internet. Uh, with me today, I have my guest, Matt. Say hello. Hello. Uh, we have a couple we have a couple good picks here, actually. I'm really glad for a lot of these. And we also have a part two coming, which I don't think I will be present for. It's kind of 50-50. We'll see. But... Yeah, yeah we'll, we'll, we'll see if you're there for the next one. But this one in particular is... You and I, were just going to go over a couple of these. Because I think that, generally speaking, when it comes to these uh, hypothetical battles, I think we both have a, a pretty good idea of how these are supposed to work. Yeah, yeah. Plus, I think you're more realistic and I'm more devil's advocate. So I think, I mean... Just That's our interactions over the years. It makes sense. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not very devil's advocate with people. I'm um I'm very straightforward with who should win, who shouldn't. But uh for our for our battle this time. Oh, the yeah. general the yeah, general rules that we've used every time apply. So morals mm -hmm. are on for each of the characters. Victory by any means that the character may use themselves. They have their standard equipment, no outside help. The arena is neutral ground. In this case, we're going to use New York City. We're going to use New York, New York. And <laughs> each fighter knows nothing about the other unless they have some power that would allow that. And only one of them can win. We go over their speed, physical strength, etc. Normally, we do all of that. But in this one, this will be a little more straightforward. We'll, we'll pick a winner and explain why based on their powers. So, for our first fight, it's Sephiroth from Final Fantasy VII versus Urza from Fairy Tale. So, uh, yeah, I'm still, still going Sephiroth. And I completely agree. And to explain, while I think that Urza has... She has her massive arsenal of different armors. She's a trained combatant with the sword. She is skilled. She's one of the most skilled characters for her universe when it comes to... Swords. Menship, honestly. And, yes, yeah. anything martial. But in comparison... it's It doesn't it doesn't match by any means. Yeah, I, I don't think her best defense puts up with Sephiroth's casual offense. Just from... Just from the games, uh, movies like Advent Children and any of the guidebooks, Seth Roth casually fights someone who can chuck a motorcycle one-handed, swings a blade that weighs anywhere between uh, 70 to 500 pounds, cuts buildings in half casually with singular strokes of the sword, can react to bullet fire point blank. In, like, some of those feats... 
Ursa meets, but like the building stuff is kind of where it, because it, it's effortless. Like most most feats like that in that anime is usually more destructive and explosive, and like yeah, it matches in that degree, but that's much less impressive than swinging a sword. Yes, I say if you shoot a giant magical blast and you can blow up a building, great. But when that same level of power is available every time a person flicks their wrist. Like, what do you do? I'm pretty sure he could win that fight, honestly, with his bare hands. If you're cutting buildings with a sword, you could probably come close to that with your hand. Yeah, so he he's so far ahead in just sword skill and strength. That if they and reaction time, if they were to just face off with purely sword skill, he would win that fight. If she had all of her powers and he just had to rely entirely on sword skill, he would likely still win the fight regardless of that. I, I don't. I think you were right. Also, I don't think that he would even have to form up at all. I I don't think the one winged angel form would even need to come out. This would be purely a. I'm base form, I'm facing you down one-on-one, face-to-face, and it would be a a slaughter. Yeah. Because she has durability that's greater than some other characters, but not Final Fantasy levels of durability. I mean, she doesn't come close to characters like Tifa, who can take hits from Bahamut. No, no. Then again, it's, it's a little difficult... But, well, I mean, there's nothing difficult about the decision, but it would be a very difficult fight because it's two series. One is, like, a bunch of wizards fighting each other in a war, and then the other one is, like, a bunch of people who's like, let's go overthrow gods. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> and that's the that's the real issue for Urza versus Sephiroth, is that in Final Fantasy, main series bosses and villains become godlike. But even before godlike, Sephiroth's a super soldier. He's a super soldier that pushes the bounds of what a super soldier is. And this isn't to skip the part that Sephiroth has magic. Similar magics to what you would see from Urza, but far more advanced. Not just Urza, her pretty much her entire guild. I yeah. mean, we've been talking about Meteor. <laughs> yeah, and that that is the that is the real deciding factor here for the entirety of the fight, is that even if Urza could outmatch him with sword skill, which she can't, or she could outmatch him with durability, but she can't, or she could just outlast him, which she can't. She can't. <laughs> Even the if it just thing. came down to who can take out the other, Sephiroth can always fall back on the one-winged angel form or end the entire battle with a single meteor. And the destructive potential of what we see Meteor do is by far and beyond anything within Fairy Tale that you ever see. Have you ever seen someone burn? How many chapters of a manga are there for Fairy Tale? Because Sephiroth could do that in one go. So it, would, it would be a one shot. <laughs> it'd, be, it'd be pretty rough. I can't say that he would flat out destroy the world there there's a lot of wizards on that planet but or in that world but i mean they might be able to do exactly what everyone did in uh in final fantasy in final fantasy if they know that it's coming yeah otherwise i think sephiroth just destroys fairy tale in and of itself yeah say have you ever this this is definitely an argument that you could go he solos the verse and it's a 
it's rare that that's actually true because a lot of times people are just wanking somebody. But in this situation, Sephiroth's destructive potential is planetary level. And nobody there has any real way to, to reduce the, the possible damage here. So this is Sephiroth all the way. So that's all the, the way. first one of our lightning round, too. And that's that's quick. <laughs> oh, and actually, uh, one more thing to cover real quick. Or real quick is yeah. I think we kind of already did it. Equipment, Versa has a huge... We did. Versa has a huge arsenal, but I think it's outmatched by his magic. Yeah, I'll say his magic and the the sword itself, he's not going to lose it. <laughs> it's not going to get broken. It can tank hits from someone dropping from near... From, like, sub or low planetary orbit swinging down with the sword that can also cut buildings in half and coming down and smashing into it and just point blank block it without shifting or moving himself the I'm pretty sure the most dangerous thing to his sword is his own like swinging of it <laughs> yes <laughs> it the most dangerous thing is you swinging your own sword to your own sword and it's never broken it's never it's never dulled its edge I mean, yeah, it's been broken. It has been broken before, but only by, uh, what is it called? Clouds boosted Omni Slash with all of his different weapons. I, I don't see Urza matching Cloud's level of just raw power at that moment where he was able to do that. And even then... Cloud lost before he won against Sephiroth, so that's not really a. Uh, and he also really won a, with help. Yes, and he won with help, with assistance from his from his homies. So e- even if they were to do a hundred battles, I I don't see Urza taking. I think it's a hundred zero Sephiroth yeah, Urza. It's a hundred zero. Urza with morals on Urza would not just assassinate him in his sleep. Yeah, and he, good luck catching him when he sleeps. He sleeps. <laughs> I know. I think he, I think he doesn't. Uh, from what I remember, his problem was he was plagued with nightmares, so he stopped sleeping at one point because he kept getting the visions from Gaia. Oh yeah, yeah, so, yeah. So he, he's like Blackbeard from uh, One Piece. He just doesn't sleep. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So hundred zero. Separate Yeah. So this this is a this is a landslide victory where there isn't much to talk about for it. Second fight. In the lightning round, Vader versus Doom Guy. All right, so this one is you're saying Vader. So if I remember, Vader is stronger with the Force than Anakin. I'm going to refer to him as different characters uh, since they address themselves as different yes. characters. Anakin had greater potential than Vader did. However, yeah. Vader's utilization is. Much better and more yes, clever. Yes, it is more mastered because he had to master it. Here's also here's the actual problem for me. I don't know a whole lot about Doom Guy, so I I know a, a bit. I know the Doom Guy. I know of Doom Guy's feats. So I would say it. by Doom Guy's feats, this seems like Vader is going to get like one shot, <laughs> like torn apart, torn the yeah. hell apart. If it was to come down to a physical altercation where Vader's like throwing punches or he does what most of the demons that he does do, which is like run around and shoot or run at him with their bare hands and try to fight this man with their hands. 
It's not what Vader is going to do, though. Now, this is worth mentioning. Uh, Darth, I think, Nihilus flew a ship? Or there has been feats of, like, flying Star Destroyers and stuff. You know, the ones, like, the size of planets. Uh, With just the Force. And granted, that's in space, so, like, you can... I'm pretty sure they've brought it into hyperspace, too. I could be wrong about that. I'm not the biggest Star Wars buff. But, uh, those are canon in previously, like, past tense. Uh, I, th- I think it was Darth Nihilus that did it. But, like, other previous Darth Lords have done that. Do you think Vader is capable of that? He, in the current form, he may not be able to fly a Star Destroyer, but he can definitely move tonnage uh, similar to what Yoda could do. And during the Clone Wars, Yoda moves a carrier, two carriers, and smashes yep. them together. And this is in the, I mean, just, I think that each of them is well over 100 tons. Well over 100 tons. I mean, even modern day, like, some tanks get near 100 tons. I think the Abrams is 60. Yeah. And yes, Vader can absolutely lift an Abrams and toss it. Okay, so for this one, I'm going to blindly go with my gut. Oh, I'm actually going to blindly go against my gut, and I'm going to go Vader for I, now. And you can tell me if I'm wrong. But I, I think you're right. Oh, really? Okay. I primarily think you're right because of, generally speaking, if this were to come down to a hand-to-hand conflict and Vader had to, like, punch it out with Doom Guy. Vader yes. would lose. He would he would get hit two or three times and the fight's over. Vader's durability to physical harm is pretty high, but Doom Guy is ultra violence, rip your head off, tear your limbs off. Even yeah. if you're significantly larger than him, have greater muscle strength, and even if you're a robot, he'd tear you apart. That's his thing. Oh yeah, I wholly agree with everything you just said. I think if it comes into like close range combat, Doom Guy has it hands down. But like Vader with morals on Vader's morals, morality is just like if I don't like you or you're in my way, I'm just gonna force choke you. I would say just because of each of their morals, both of their morals are if I am not which Doom Guy is just if you're in front of me, I'm killing you. Vader's is if you are not related to me directly. I am killing you in the most domineering way I physically can. And I know some people want to give um, Doom Guy stuff for his, like, Argent Energy Barrier and these feats of killing pseudo-gods that somehow can die to gunfire. Um, That's fair. That's fair. Like, the problem for me, though, is what do you... They're dying to gunfire is one thing. Uh, the other, which he can stop everything that you're doing aside from, I think, a couple of guns. Because I'm pretty sure that the force move where you absorb energy and redirect it, I think that is, like, family-specific, if I remember correctly. It is a difficult technique. It's called Tutamenus. Yeah, um, yeah. Vader cannot do it with force lightning because his suit can't handle it. But it's only with force lightning. He can do it with blaster bolts. He can do it with lightsabers. He's been able to stop a lightsaber with the Force alone, or hold it with the Force alone, or stop the heat with the Force alone. Yeah. He can shield himself, he can keep himself going with the Force alone, but this is the main thing. The Force is the deciding fact. The Force and lightsabers is the deciding factor here. Yes, an Argent Energy Blade might be able to clash with a lightsaber. Absolutely. 
the guns may be able to get to Vader if he lets if he's not paying enough attention or is distracted or injured enough that he doesn't stop them. But in a general one-on-one conflict, we meet each other out in this field of battle, let's say Mustafar or any other place that they would meet. So New York, New York, like we were using for the first fight. Yeah. In a straight-up, heads-up fight, Doomguy has no way to protect himself from the Force. No resistance to any kind of telekinesis that we've ever seen. And actually, I want to go over that. Well, we, we can come back to that, because there's kind of a catch-22 with that. Uh, if I remember in the Star Wars series, I think you have to be born with something in you. I could be here. Go ahead and... It's normally mito- uh, midichlorians that they say you have to be born with. But for me, and that's for the Force to be effective against you. That's not exactly true, because Star Wars says all living creatures have midichlorians, just some creatures are adapted to be immune to the Force. But they never say anything about rocks and stuff, and that stuff's getting yeah, thrown around like, everywhere. Yeah, rocks, random animals, droids, especially yeah, sentient droids. They don't have the Force in them. But if we're assuming that the Force it flows through all things, even non-living things, then the Force is constantly there, and we're not going to use like weird rule world rules. But even if we take out the Force from Vader being able to actually like grab the Doom guy, rocks, his armor, his helmet, none of that stuff is protected. His guns. Yeah, pretty much just strip him bare and just leave him high and dry <laughs> and even if we were to give him the argent energy barrier will protect him for a certain amount of time it'll it can hold out against nearly everything the doom guy's been he's been knocked out on several different occasions yeah he's been contained and sealed and you can say it's by a ritual or so on but it just proves the point that it can happen and while we can take the video game of you always winning everything as as like canon for everything, we also have to consider the fact that he can be harmed because you can die in the game. Yeah, that's so, what I was going to say too. Yeah. Say to some point, you have to be able to be harmed, and he can be harmed. He is not immortal. His rage can keep him going, but we never see him dis delimbed. We see him protected from damages and surviving certain hits, but some of them still floor him. Some of them still knock him out. Which means that he can be cut by the lightsaber, and the fact that you can be cut by it kind of seals the deal in a fight where you don't have any protection against the Force. Yeah, yeah. I Honestly, I think, if not for the lightsaber, the Force alone is enough. Yeah, say the Force alone is almost, I would say, is enough to almost guarantee the fight. But adding the lightsaber in, which means you have a weapon that, in most universes, is super effective in its ability to cut things down that have almost with almost no resistance so in terms of let's run over the stats in terms of speed i think doom guy has this i don't think vader's walking faster than he walks a if we're talking about speed with no force augmentation yes he is significantly faster than vader but as soon as you add in vader using the force i forgot about that speed is his speed vader's speed is better endurance he's literally sustained himself without like if i remember actually i don't i know that uh he did have a damaged suit like his suit was faulty and just not working at all and instead of like taking it off he just sustained himself and kept himself alive with just the force yes and i believe that was on mustafar like while he was vader not 
before Anakin. he yeah say while he was Vader he sustained himself with just the Force. I will say that Doom Guy has him beat in pure endurance since he can just keep himself going with the will to rip and tear. <laughs> yeah, but overall he's better endurance when it comes to skill. Doom Guy is just violent. Vader actually has strategy and skill. Agree significantly more intelligence. intelligence I... Vader. Yeah, Vader. I don't think Doom Guy has had a thought in that head, I'll be honest. Yeah, fighting technique it, is Vader, tactical prowess Vader, combat effectiveness. I'll I'll tie them out in combat effectiveness because, I mean, Doom Guy deals with every enemy he ever runs into. I'd say true. Bar none, he deals with all of them, but all of them are deal can be dealt with by him just shooting them. Yeah. So, equipment, I'll give... Uh, equipment, I will give to Vader. Because I, I think the Force alone... it, I Like, just saying the Force is one thing. Like, everything that you do with it has a name, so it's yeah, so it, an umbrella I, term. The Force and the lightsaber, because the lightsaber is so effective at doing everything. It blocks attacks, it cuts through nearly any metal, it's a projectile weapon if you use it with the Force... It has ways to be manipulated, like cutting, turning it off to cut to dodge it, dodge blade clashing to then cut someone in half. It's it's a very effective tool alongside the Force, and there's a reason why Jedi are so strong. Yeah, so uh, following the rules, I think I think it's also hundred zero Vader. I I think Doom Guy's only winning chance is getting in close. I would say, like, maybe one per five battles he would likely be able to get in close or maybe get a hit off with the BFG that Vader isn't prepared for. But this is one in every five fights, so it would be, what? Now, is the BFG... I feel like I... Because I did play... Now that I'm thinking about it, I did play an older Doom game. Uh, is that a giant laser? Or is that, like, nanites that eats everything? It varies per story, and the most recent ones, it's like a blast of Argent energy, and the older ones, it was like, at times it's this big green plasma ball, or other ones it's Hellfire. It's its exact makeup has changed over the course of different stories, I think, of course, because, the, you know, in the past it wasn't as well developed for the story writing in comparison to now, where when you make games, you need to have a full story, that's what people expect. Fair. So it's evolved, but uh, in a in a very serious sense, I do not think that Doom Guy wins more than maybe twenty fights out of a hundred. Yeah, I think that, that's fair. I would go less. Slide. I would go more like ninety-five. <laughs> I, I want to go ninety-five, favor. but I always think of the fact that there is the chance that Vader overestimates himself and gets close thinking that he can physically dominate this guy. That and, would be hilarious. <laughs> yeah, and then get his head ripped off for the uh, for the for the effort. I would also like to say that I don't think that the force would be able to restrain him. Like I think he could lift him like Doom yeah. guy, but I don't think he would be able to stop him from like flailing around in the air. Yeah, say like if if he if Doom guy's already on him or like on top of him, no amount of the force is going to get him off in time to save Vader from taking a mortal wound. 
Yeah, I think actually, yeah, I I agree with you. I'm actually going. I'm gonna change my mind to like seventy out of a hundred in yeah, Vader's favor. I, I I definitely give Doom Guy some wins because there's gonna be times where Vader makes the mistake. He gets too close. He thinks he can drag the fight out. I I think the biggest reason for my change in mind was uh the fact that I think the lightsaber is Vader's only real option to deal damage to Doom Guy and yes. like. I don't think he can be restrained, so if you don't throw the lightsaber, you're walking up to him. Yes, you gotta walk up to him. Now, I will say that even if Doom Guy has harder bones, harder body, and so on, his bones are not adamantium. He's not Wolverine, so his bones can be broken with the Force if need be. Yeah, because that Mandalorian armor stuff, it still melts after time. But... Yep, so it can still be melted by the lightsaber, and I would say that even if we give this armor a similar durability to Beskar, um, it doesn't save his exposed arms. Nope. Or exposed neck. Nope. Or exposed torso. I don't know why yep. he's running around the man tanked up. Yeah, so it, none of this will save him from being sliced in half. And I can't think of a single weapon that he has that automatically just beats Vader outright if he gets a shot with it. Like, his shotgun, Vader's going to stop bullets. You shoot him with a machine gun, he will stop every single last shot. If he really wants to play with you, he might throw him back at you like Neo. You might get hit by your own bullets. (laughs) He also might just take your gun and shoot you with it. This is also true. You might aim the gun and then the gun ends up in your own face. (laughs) When it comes to just super soldiers facing down Vader without any kind of powers of their own to face him down, you need to be an incredibly deadly and intelligent super uh, super soldier. And when it comes to that case, Doom Guy is a brute. He is a brute, and he fights against other brutes with less intelligence than him. And even the intelligent creatures that he deals with always go with the least intelligent method on how to deal with him. Yeah. So... Doom guy, Vader, Vader takes it. I would say we'll go with the average and just go 75 to 25. Yeah, I, I agree with that. And on to the last one. And this one is the one that I think is, is a bit more up for debate. Agree, agree. It is the Methuselah, is Methuselah from the legendary franchise for Godzilla, the current one, the MonsterVerse. Versus the worm from Doom, Shihalud, from the Dune franchise. Uh, so before going into it, uh, fun fact, I don't know much about Methuselah or the Dune worm on this. I know a very little bit, and it also kind of depends. Uh, you said from the current one, so we're talking about the mammoth? Uh, yeah, yeah, the giant mammoth thing, 300 plus feet tall. Okay, so uh, the one thing that, I mean, really, the only thing we did talk about pre-fight, like pre-this, was uh, it is it is a fully grown Doom Worm, which is huge in terms of length. Like, it, it kind of outclasses it, which is yeah. kind of important. It's 400 meters versus, it was like 300, and uh, I'll just round and say like 350 uh, feet tall, which is a massive difference, but it's all length for the worm. Yes. And... I would say, what is the fighting room? Because I feel like that makes a big difference. Um, for this, we'll go with a we'll go with like the Sahara Desert 
where it kind of goes into forest areas because these creatures are so large they can cross massive distances. So this is Africa. We can just say Africa generally. Okay. <laughs> I yeah, say I... say Africa for this one because in reality they they can cross so much land in such a short time. Fair. So I will. I want to say Doomworm. I'm gonna go with my gut and say Doomworm. So, um, here is uh, my thought for the mm-hmm. Dune Worm. While they are... I don't think they've ever strangled. I don't think there's ever been a situation where there was something big enough for them to strangle, is my only concern. And I think that's its win condition, because I don't think they do anything other than eat something whole. I don't think they bite stuff pretty sure it's like whales yeah say so they i think they generally just eat whatever they can they eat whatever they can they aren't really ever um they aren't really ever fought with not not really um but there's nothing big enough to really fight with them and generally speaking, most of the time in the Dune stories, these things are attacking, like, harvesters. They're they're attacking construction vehicles. Yeah. <laughs> and in reality, um, it doesn't really give them a lot that contends with them. There's nothing big enough to fight with them. They're, they're an alpha predator in that sense. But they are not invincible. Makes sense. They're not invincible. They're they can be harmed, and in this situation, and they're not really all that intelligent because they can be drawn by devices that make thumping noises and so on. They can they can be manipulated very easily. See, that's interesting. I didn't know that they were ever drawn to things, so I was concerned about how smart they could be. But I did know that they like followed vibrations, so I was kind of already thinking that that was a potential win. <laughs> condition depending on how smart uh, Methuselah is but I also yes sure Methuselah about that. is significantly smarter I would say similar um, similar intelligence to Methuselah is similar intelligence to Godzilla which honestly I almost want to say all of the Titans are about at least as smart as like a toddler yes I would say with um, with the smartest Titans being um Shit, I would actually put people like, or things like King Ghidorah and, uh, what's-his-face, um, King Kong higher than that, significantly higher. I mean, King Kong learned sign language with very little effort and can, can even understand emotions of humans by saying things like, I didn't think you'd trust me, and things like that, which is well beyond what a toddler can think of or conceptualize in reality. Yeah. So, and on top of that, uh, this Methuselah is a mammoth, so I will take the stretch and say that it is probably one of the smarter titans on top of that. It just doesn't really have a good enough way to communicate. I would probably go that far to yes. give it like elephant like intelligence. I would say that it is probably third in intel. I would say it's probably tied in intelligence with Zilla. 
with Godzilla, mm-hmm. which is still, I think, lower than Kong and lower than uh, Ghidorah. I mean, Ghidorah is definitely, Agreed. like, the most intelligent of the Titans. Agreed. And in that sense, the worm just doesn't have an effective way. It can't swallow him. And that's its no. primary form of attacking. But the mammoth will punch, slam, grab, grapple, gore, pin. And when it comes to sheer weight, while the worm may be bigger, like lengthwise, the weight is probably going to be similar because one's an invertebrate and the other one has bones and muscle. And on top of that, its entire weight will never be on Methuselah at any given point. No. It, it just can't bring its weight to bear, but Methuselah can always bring its entire weight to bear on the worm. So the worm will have the advantage early just because of where it is. It burrows. But once the fight is above ground, I think Methuselah wins. Like, pretty much, unless the worm can do something ridiculous... The main thing with kaijus is that all they do is fight with other creatures of similar or greater size than themselves. Yeah, yeah. And while if this were Godzilla, I, the fight would there would be no fight. This would just there be wouldn't a win. Be. Yeah, there'd be the worm would pop up, and there'd be an atomic breath that cut the worm in half. Yeah, that would be the end. That was why we. We chose Methuselah. Yeah, that's why we chose one of the weaker ones. I even think Kong wouldn't be much of a fight either because he's used to fighting sinuous creatures of larger size than himself and cutting yep. them down to size. So, so like, speed I would give to the worm, I yes, would say. Yes, kind of slow. I mean, sl- as slow as you can be while being so big that the distance you cover is massive, but the worm is definitely faster. Agreed. Uh, endurance, I also want to say worm. I feel like you either... It's hard to say because, like, you don't really see them sleep, so... (laughs) They seem to be constantly moving, so I would say that in comparison to Methuselah, who was, I think, actively asleep for a long time, I would give the endurance to the worm. But... Uh, As soon as you get to fighting technique, experience... Intelligence. Intelligence, uh, tactical prowess, it all goes to... It all goes, like, completely in Methuselah, like, 0 to to 10 for all of the other categories like that, because the worms don't have a fighting tactic. It's just burrow up from the ground and try to swallow you. Yeah, hope the explosion of you bursting out of the ground breaks it. If not, then eat it whole. (laughs) Yep, and if they can't do that, then it's just bumping into you and trying to put you down, and in reality, that just... That just won't work against um, something with two sharp protrusions that will impale you. <laughs> yeah, two sharp protrusions, giant club hands. Uh, special abilities? I I don't think there are any. No notable Worth ones mentioning. for either of them. I mean, I, other than, like, Methuselah's poop can grow plants, but that's not going to come up in this fight. <laughs> Say, I, I mean, I guess Methuselah's poop causes, like, super uh, flora to grow, like, huge flora. But outside of his massive size, and he's one of the heaviest titans, I think he is the heaviest titan that we've seen so far, um, 
there's nothing else special about either of them that really matters for this fight. Yeah, I agree. And in that sense, it, it, it's very decided. I think that the Dune Worm could win a few, probably similar similar levels of winning to the Doom guy. Accidental wins. Yeah, yeah like accidental wins or incidental based on, you know, that one does something that is a, a, a poor move and then they lose for it. Uh, this one... I'm torn between 80 and, like, like 75 and 85 range. I would say just err on the side of caution, 75-25, in in favor of Methuselah. Yeah. And I feel like that's a very consistent number. And that answers our our first three fights for the lightning round. Yeah, yeah. I do think it's funny, on a real quick note, that my first thought was the worm, and then I was like, I don't think they can bite. (laughs) Yeah, so they just kind of open their mouth and slap their mouth around something, and I don't know how much that would do against something so big. Well, I mean, I'm pretty sure, I believe I've read an article where a diver got eaten by a whale and it just spit him out. Yeah, just get out. It's just not, it's just not (laughs) that effective against real size creatures. I mean, that's basically what the worms are, like super sand whales. Yeah. And I mean, this, they even have the bristles or yeah. whatever. And called. in this situation that that means they lose because they don't have combat tools or something of see equal size. They don't have a natural predator while all the kaiju have the natural predators of other kaiju. Yeah, it's literally pure luck on hoping that you bludgeon the correct side without points. <laughs> yep, pretty much. And yeah. So yeah, 25 75. So, quick recap. Sephiroth beats Ezra. Vader beats Doom Guy and Methuselah defeats the Dune Worm. And with that yeah. said, this is the first episode of our little lightning rounds. This is this isn't going to replace regular content. It is just something to It is something that is a little quicker form than the longer near hour format ones just so we can answer a couple of quick fights and get some ideas out there that aren't worth um a full episode and deep dive and catch up on what we missed yeah pretty much just fill in on anything that's gone on recently for the next lightning round we'll have another three fighters maybe four and we'll catch you guys up with what what we decided and any new information or changes all right thank you for tuning in to throwing hands podcast we'll see you next time